Support for 100 Watts in a Wire is provided by ICOM. Heard it, worked it, logged it. ICOM has the base station of your dreams with the IC7300 and IC9700 SDR transceivers and the portable SDR transceiver, the IC705. These amateur radios are top of the line and the choice of DXers and contesters across the globe. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for details on all ICOM radios. Support for 100 watts in a wire is provided by BioNO Power. If you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power, offering the best performance lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios. Visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W-E-R.com. Or contact dealers nationwide. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Why do I got to do a tune-up in the middle of the heat? Good morning to you, and welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. I'm Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. We're here with Sidecar Steve going old-fashioned style, mm-hmm. portable, uh, out from the old wooden shed. I did bring a microphone and a laptop getting powered by batteries. I've got a fan blowing. About 88 or 89 degrees as we open up the show. And uh, so far, so good. Actually, the way I'm seated is facing west, Steve. So I'm facing your direction. So we got the sun that's kind of going to pass the trees here before too Mm -hmm. long of the woods. And then I'll be in it here a little bit later. But. so far, so good. Little fan action. It's going a long way. How are you doing today? And happy tune-up. Happy tune-up weekend. Thanks. <laughs> it's uh, it's going good. Got the uh, portable setup in the shop and uh, in the main part of the uh, of the shop, and got the uh, the homebrew OCF strung up between the towers, and uh, made a few contacts uh, yesterday. So so far, so good. Yeah, good deal. And uh, going really old school and sending this stream out to Facebook, too, uh, because I, I noticed that old Zucky, that's code word, <laughs> Zucky, um, he oh, didn't really boy. care that much about the streaming quality uh-huh. on there. And I was like, you know, that's not, you know. so I stopped streaming there. But for this mm-hmm. occasion, uh, we're sending it out to YouTube, our YouTube friends and our friends from uh, the Facebook group, if you're able to check in and say hello in the chat. If you're new, put new. Uh, we'd love to meet you. And uh, Sidecar and I are just going to have a nice casual conversation, bring in mm-hmm. some friends today, talk about some news, talk about the tune-up, what we decided to do. You know, Steve, I have this thing every time this happens. It happens for field day. It happens for the tune-up or the fallout. I get conflicted about what antennas it's like you have too many options, you know, you have t- too many foods to eat or whatever. And I think I tried three different antennas at a different height. And um, I settled on one that you, you say is like the Carolina Wyndham. Uh-huh. The three wires drops down to the 49 to one ballon. And it seems to perform best at 25 or 34 feet. Nice. The others have been tuned for 25 and when i took them up that eight extra feet 
they're still fine and within tuning range, but they're playing a little differently up a mm -hmm. little higher. They want a little more wire, I think is what they want. Probably. Um, so I just brought them down and I'll go with, like you say, um, they'll mess with success. This one's really close up eight, eight more feet. And let's say that's mm -hmm. fine. And I got to make some contacts. You, you said you worked Hawaii yesterday. I uh, worked Hawaii and Panama. And then, uh, last night had a nice, uh, QSO with a, uh, with Mark down in uh, the Tucson area in Arizona. And he was uh, doing the pretty much the same thing. Uh, just uh, uh, testing out a uh, Wolf River coil and uh, vertical and just kind of set up on the, uh, on the back patio of his place and uh, operating portable and uh, told him what I was doing. And we just had a nice conversation uh, for about oh, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, it was, uh, it was great. A note from Donnie here saying hello, keeping it really casual because this is about as rustic as you can get. We got the American flag. We got the Interstate 95. I'm an East uh -huh. Coast kid. I'm from Baltimore. Um, and this sign actually, well, I don't want to talk about how I got the sign. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it. Actually, it, got, it just, just kind of showed up in your shit. It just, two of, it just them. appeared. <laughs> two of them. Is, but seriously. two. <laughs> And There's I got the Route 66 story. right up behind Route me. Route 66, <laughs> that's right. And that one runs where I am now today. That runs mm -hmm. through Missouri and all the way out West Coast. And one of my favorite operating events uh, is the Route 66. But I worked for a radio station in Philadelphia, WMMR. And there was some wacky promotion that happened. And you could uh, listeners could send stuff in. And so a couple of listeners sent in these signs one of them have stuff written on the back but you know radio stations won't keep all that stuff that people uh -huh. send in i'm like i think i'll take the signs and they've made it all the way across the country here nice so that's where it's from i didn't take a wrench and ratchet it off this but that interstate right up and down the east coast mm -hmm. if you're familiar with the east coast it's right there and people comment on your sign. So we do have a little street thing going here, mm -hmm. even though we're pretty rustic out in the So does the that mean we got some street crud? No. We got, <laughs> did you say street crud? crud. Yeah, yeah let me say street crud. No, yep. We don't have crud. We yep. don't have any <laughs> no crud. crud. We have crud. <laughs> we definitely have crud. No doubt about it. All right. We're checking into some messages here. Okay. Karen uh, has checked in. She says she worked Russia and Slovenia. Mm -hmm. Nice this week. So that's cool. Getting a little DX in. Uh, let's see. What does Steven say? Wonder what happened to the 95 sign last night looking for Cotman Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. <laughs> AE5DW checking in. He's, uh, he's working the tune up this weekend. He's got a stop sign on his garage. Hurricane Katrina ripped it off of the pole. Winky, winky, quotey, quotey, <laughs> sure, sure. But hello to Russ. Hello to uh, Ian is in. Ian is a bonus station this weekend, November, Victor, for Charlie. You'll hear him. Here's Dan. He's tuning up as well. Only running AL811H. He does Only? high power. Oh. He does high power in his mobile. Oh, that's so, funny. yeah. So we've uh yeah we've uh, kicked off Thursday night. I was busy in the city, didn't get out to mm -hmm. operate. Uh, so I set up yesterday uh, in the morning, hot. Just went through all the clothes, couple of changes. Just you know, but like I said, I put up a couple different antennas mm -hmm. just to try them out to see. And then I ended up settling on the one I, you know, 
made it for anyways. It's funny how that works. But if you're you're testing antennas, I would like to see what you guys are using uh, for the tune-up. I wish I could share the picture that Steve has uh, because he set up. He went up. He was on the tower. Towers. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You were on the towers and stripping it in there. Now you froze up, Steve. Now you're back. Are you okay, good? Um, so you've got an off-center fed. Talk about that so a little bit. So it's a 80 through uh, 10 meter off-center fed uh, that I just uh, threw up. I, I cranked it out uh, one day and went with a 30, uh, what was it, 64-36% uh, variant. So the long leg is 64% uh, of the length of a, f a half-wave dipole, and the short leg is 34 or 36. And... Um, but the problem is the two towers are only sp uh, separated by 100 feet. So I ended up um, dangling down about 20 feet on each end of the of the wires. I just kind of just scientifically did an arm spread and did it four times. So around 20, 25 feet or so. And, uh, and then uh, threw a pressic knot on it and uh, then pulled it up and uh, kind of went from there. So... It's uh, so it's uh, basically a, a U-shaped OCF and uh, figured uh, how well it's going to go. The ends are up at about 40 feet and the center is probably about 35, 30 feet, oh, somewhere cool. around there because of the weight of the coax and the uh, four to one and seems to be working. I was thinking last night to uh, pull it down and make it a uh, straight 40 to 10 meter OCF and then had that nice conversation with Mark and uh, it held up on 20. Mm -hmm. 40 was just not good last night uh, over here. So we'll try uh, 40 tonight. We'll, we'll keep it up and see how well it works. I don't know if this is true for other people, but I put an antenna up and then I go to work with it and the band conditions may be a little shaky. I start to think, and I did something wrong, you mm -hmm. know, it's so I, but I don't read the numbers. I think you're one of the kind of guys that'll read about what's happening with the propagation and the solar uh, index and the, all those sorts of things. I get on, I look at it, and I'm like, this antenna sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no, you know, no change if I change it out. Mm -hmm. But uh, Ben Ben wrote uh, and asked me about the specs on, on this antenna here. And I think the trick is in the ballon really. I, I spent a lot of time a couple of weeks ago kind of measuring out things. Mm -hmm. I added, I did a, um, they call banana clips, you know, or alligator clips, extended wire to see how mm -hmm. it would go. I coiled the wire up and that was like, no, no, spread it out, spread it out down there. And it had a different effect on the antenna. But basically I took three pieces of wire. One is 40 feet. The other was 26 feet. So we got 66 going across the top. And then I dropped it down 35 feet to this, what I believe is a 49 to one ballon. And it's, it's under 2.0 to one across the 20 and 40. I didn't even really check the other bands, but mm -hmm. I find when I'm portable, this is kind of what I, you know, it's convenient too. I could set up two mono band dipoles and maybe put a switcher in, but I don't know. I don't, this time around, I thought I'll just keep it keep it simple and just switch over in the radio, do like an you know this sort of con Wyndham configuration, mm -hmm. and just go from there. But I made some contacts. I I worked a guy in New Mexico, real light. He was on a summit, 
um, I believe he said he was in New Mexico. His call sign lookup is in Colorado, um, Minnesota. Uh-huh. Worked in uh, Minnesota. Nice. New Jersey. Pastor Joe was the first contact in New Jersey. It was a little light, but it, you know, it was it, it worked worked fine. A couple others I can't remember quite. Now they were kind of out here in the middle. Oh, Kansas. Kansas was one. So, I, you know, no, no crazy DX quite yet, but, you know, we'll see. We'll try today and maybe stream after the show uh, some contacts. I notice when I have this microphone, which is for your listening pleasure, <laughs> I can't do anything about the voice. I, could come, you know, I turn it off and it's like, hey, okay, wasn't that a great show? Turn the mic on. It sounds a little better. Mm-hmm. But when I have this plugged in, I was going to have my radio on like I normally do. It uh-huh. sends some kind of weird into this into the radio so i wasn't digging that yeah so what are you using out in the out in the shed for so what's the setup in the shed well the setup we got the uh i got a little box here and uh if i get a little wacky it'll knock it out but in this box is a 7300 and it's my portable rig um and i got it mounted here in the in the box I don't have a tuner in line. Uh, you and I were talking a couple weeks ago about, you know, just trying to make a pretty good antenna. All, all now I'm thinking is this radio will do 3.0 to 1, and mm-hmm. it'll it'll tune it if I need to. In my mind, I don't want to have an antenna that's that high in SWR. Um, so I'm trying to tune them for the height that I'm working with them. But if I need it, I'll touch it up and in the built-in tuner of the 7300 and just that wire antenna uh, 34 feet on the mfj telescoping mast i did a video uh, yesterday and posted it on uh, the youtube channel so you can kind of see what what it looks like on the outside um and so far so good i mean if the band conditions get a little bit better i'll know more but now I'll start to test where I'm getting. I'm curious about where, I, how far I can go. Mm-hmm. If I can work out to you, which I don't know, man, that's a quite a haul. But we're going to try it. We'll give it a try. So, well, cool. Was what I ended up doing. I just kind of went uh, really simplistic, and it was like, oh man, I don't want to deal with a power supply. So I grabbed the FT1000 that usually sits behind me. Mm-hmm. And the reason I grabbed that, it has a built-in power supply, so all I needed to do was just give it uh, AC. And I just took out a, I had enough coax to go around the shop and then come come through the uh, the bay door. And then I just set the uh, folding table right there, and uh, and the camp chair, and uh, and a beer, and uh, and a notepad, and off we went. And yes, yeah. uh, a foot switch and a, a headset, and that was it, and just went to town. And, uh, okay. so that the 1000 has the built-in tuner, like the 7,300 and, uh, just, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a big radio. It's a bit on the heavy side, but you know, for what I was doing, it's, uh, it worked out perfect. I wanted to mm-hmm. set up outside, but yesterday it was overcast and rained a little bit today. I might be able to set up outside because it's nothing but blue sky this morning. Yeah, it's pretty here. It's going to be hot. Got a little crackle on your, your audio. I think it was you. Maybe it was me. I'll stop talking. Dead air. Everybody enjoys air. that. <laughs> I, it's it's on uh, your signal. It's oh, okay. On your signal. Yeah. No, that's know. a bummer. Yeah. Oh. It it's activated when you speak. All right. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't oh know. well. This is way. what happens when we uh, kind of go outside the norm. 
Let me see. Let me, let me call in the IT department here. Uh, good, good, uh, mo good morning there, Paul. He's muted. Uh, Mr. IT. Oh, muted. hang on. Muted. I, I muted myself. Um, yeah. He's got his tools. He's ready for you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am a tool. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Just don't snuck know. in here. Unplug in, uh, unplug in the USB interface and plugging it back in. I don't know. It's definitely um, a crackle that's tied to your voice. Interesting. Well, let me bring audio down. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Watch this. I'll, I'll uh, we'll prove a proof of concept. No more crackle. Right. So, so it's just Steve. just get rid of Steve. <laughs> that and the problem and we're good. is solved. Good deal. New guy. The new guy is in. Uh, All right then. So have you thought a little bit more about, I know you can work any band, any mode, any time with the tune-up or the fallout from the comfort of your shack. Um, I know you're slow to the portable route because you've got big radios, but is it because you're more of an inside person or an outside person or a combination of a large radio to haul? Yeah. What's going to entice you to get out there and be portable? It, it is, it is definitely a part of me normally being an inside person. And mm -hmm. I, I, I only have like the, the bigger bass radios that are all kind of knitted into the setup. Um, I'm not averse to setting it up, but I'd have to find some place that's comfortable to go with that, that would, you know, the wife meets the wife acceptance factor where she can just sit back and read or do something, um, because just driving down the highway, pulling over, stopping, throwing up an antenna, working for 20 minutes, and then going down the highway again doesn't necessarily fit in with what is an acceptable family yeah. road trip. So Yeah, I have to. I, I had visions with my girls being younger. I could go and take them to the park. Mm -hmm. But setting up an antenna in a park takes a, a some degree of focus. And I'm like, I can't not look at these children in the park. You know, I can't like lose, uh, you know, so that, that theory didn't really work out for me either. So I think the tune up is a better, um, you know, because I can set aside the time to do it yeah. and I'm pretty comfortable. I have shelter. It's hot AF as the kids would say out here and in, an, in another hour. Or so it'll be the heat of the day. But, um, yeah, those ideals of just kind of kicking it, I'll take the girls to the park, we'll go across country, it's a, it's a lot more involved. It's yeah. not that I don't want to. If I was alone, let me put it that way, if I was alone, it'd be easier. If I go to the park, I want to chase the girls around. I don't want to lose them. You spend a couple extra minutes focusing on something, and you turn around, and they yeah, run where off. Are the where are the kids? Yeah, yeah I love so. my my children, so I have to uh, be real careful with that. Hey, uh, we're going to be kicking off the uh, two-story segment in just a little bit, so we'll take a, a quick break here, and we will come back with you and Karen Eve Murray coming up next. The Kilo Station again, again, again. Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. You're 5'9". Right. Brothers and sisters, let's talk about the 100-watt ID. Very easy to get. None of this costs you a thing. But it is fun to have your own, and here's how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com. Click the Gathering tab. Here you give us your name, your call sign, and your email address. Very simply put, an app will sequentially issue your ID 
and a very busy human will send you that ID through the email. Then you can use it during our nets and operating events, share it with your friends, do whatever you like, but that is how you get it. Visit 100wattsandawire.com and click the gathering page. Now let's get back to the show. CQ, CQ, CQ. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. Okie dokie. Let's bring on our friends in here and uh, do a little segment we like to call Two Stories, where I get together with my friends from Amateur Radio Newsline. We talk about a story that would make it in the top layer. What do you call that when you're stacking a show, Karen? Is it your your top segment? Is it your, your what is that? A chunk of good top lead stories. We're the top. I think maybe. We're, we are, we are front loading it. This is the top segment. We got it. We front got it. Front loading it. Got it. That's the are one we want to talk about. Yeah. Yep. Well, and the, the second story is one that maybe oh. didn't move you enough, or perhaps there was so much going on that you couldn't fit it in, or maybe it was a little deeper in the stack. And usually Paul brings that one in because he feels sorry for those stories. <laughs> Uh-oh, did we lose, Karen? Uh-oh. I think hopefully we, we have our audio. You still have your audio, Karen? You're moving a little bit. Oh, are you hearing me? Okay. Yes, I'm not I even am portable. I'm not, the, I'm, That's all I'm not the one in the shed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, let's this kick it off. Very, what did you find very this seat week? Of the pants. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, it's uh, you are in the woods. You're, yes, I am. You're in the, you're in the woods, Christian. After I, um, this is about portable. Our story is something called the Bigfoot Radio Net. Um, this is not about shoe size. This is about the Sasquatch, the lovely uh, creature behind me. Unlicensed. Uh-oh. He's third party. Uh, third party operator. Oh no! Uh oh! Welcome to technology. Uh oh! Now she is moving, but we can't hear her. Yeah. How bizarre! All right, let me drop her down. Bring her back up. We may have to move into your story. Let's see. Stand by there. This is great radio, too, by the way, for our, our audio podcast listeners. They enjoy this, too. Karen, is your, ba- is your audio back? Let's see. You're not muted. Good. I hear Good. something. Just turn the, just turn the camera off. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Nope. You're... That will help me see the camera. Yeah, we'll get that How extra bandwidth there. That's a little better. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Okay, let's do radio. All right, what you... No. (laughs) Do you know this story, Paul? (laughs) I thought I would be the one. I I was absolutely thinking that that I would be turning this show over to somebody. Somebody else is going to get this show. Let's talk about your story, because I figured my Wi-Fi would just dump me straight out. But it's funny. It's laid back. It, who cares? Nobody nobody cares. All right. We're just going to go into mine? Sure. Unless All you right. know this other story, which is pretty wacky with the Sasquatch uh, in the woods thing, which kind of freaks me out a little bit. I'm uh, yeah, literally I, in the woods. Yeah, I'd have to scroll down to find that one. But let's just okay. let's do yeah. mine first, and uh, then we'll see if we, can, uh, if we can bring the squirrel back in. Okay, so 
one of the things that's that's always a concern for for new hams to the hobby is um, the the cost of uh, of entry. Um, you know, I mean, you can you can get your license, sure, and over here, getting your license right now at least is only a fifteen dollar fee for taking the test. Um, and then after that, there's the cost of getting some sort of radio so you can get on. But uh, for for you know a brand new beginner, especially a young person, I mean, looking at the cost of, I mean, even even more of an entry level at this point, radio like a seventy three hundred is still right around a thousand dollars, which is you know, I remember when I was a kid when I started, um, my first radio was uh, you know uh, Heathkit DX one hundred that I got cheap from another ham and uh, they loaned me a receiver and then ultimately my parents helped me buy my 520s which was a lot of money for our family so you know now you can start out with with the technician license at least because back then with the novice you had a lot more limits but with the technician you can you can get a, an inexpensive handheld and you can get on but in other countries it's not that easy um, there is a group in Australia called the Pride Radio Group, and they have started a program where they put together a kit, a basic kit of, uh, of things that uh, if you can, uh, you know, show them that you have, you have the desire, but you also have the financial need for their assistance, um, you get one of these kits. It's got it, the photo behind me. It's a, it's got a toolkit. It's got a nano VNA. There is a, a, a hotspot. There is a, a DMR HT included and some other little projects. And uh, just to give you an example of, uh, of, you know, of the cost um, to, uh, hang on a hit. Had that up here, and oh, good. Um, I've, I've got a currency converter here because I've got Australian dollars uh, up on the screen. So, if, by the time you take your okay, the time you take your license test, and then you have to pay a, an extra fee for a it's a call sign recommendation. I'm not sure exactly what that is, and then um, there's another one for. Uh, the ACMA license, which uh, it, it's all overall, the total cost to get a license in Australia is 195 Australian dollars. It's about 150 bucks here in the wow. US. So by the time you've gotten through and gotten your license, you've, you're already out 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. And if you're a kid, that's a big deal. So this is awesome. What these guys are doing is they're saying, you know, you, know, you put in all the work, you've got your license. If you really need the help, We've got a, a, a kit, a box full of th stuff that's enough to get you on the air and get you active. And I really like that attitude. And uh, <clears throat> that's something that we've, uh, our club has discussed in the past. Um, you know, if we can get uh, some donations and a little funding in. And I know that a lot of people talk trash about the inexpensive um, Chinese handhelds like the, the Baofengs and, and the Wushans. But for somebody who's just starting out to get their feet wet, it's hard to beat a $25 or $30 radio. So we've discussed the possibility of maybe if we get somebody who comes in and takes a you know the license exam with us and uh, 
passes their tech, you know, it, it's entirely possible that we could have some radios pre-programmed for the repeaters in the area. Um, and uh, as soon as they, you know, show us that they've got their license back, they can have a radio. Um, so, I mean, it, it's great that this group is doing that and they're really trying to, to help, you know, does somebody put the effort in the license? It's one thing to get a license. It's one thing to keep people using it. So if you help them out with equipment to start with, um, they're, you know, and then, then you just keep with them and keep them encouraged. That's how we keep growing in the hobby. And that's how we keep people involved because just getting people their licenses and then they just sit there and go, hey, I got my license. And then you never get on the air. That doesn't help. Yeah, it, it's really hard to take the people who get that first technician license here in, in our country and getting them to the next step. You know, I think that's a big challenge from getting uh, all the technicians to become active. And I think there's a spike in the in the prepper side world of people who just get it and it's a tool for them, just like you'd have a wrench or anything else in your your bag. It's an interesting conversation. I'll have to maybe uh, bring in everybody at some point to talk about you mentioned an entry level radio being a thousand dollars, you know, and what that's done to the used market, you know, and how that's affected used gear. Cause some, some of that gear still hasn't gone down in value, but a lot of it is, has, you know, it has an effect on, on getting the gears. But when you see an entry level radio at that price tag, that's, that's a little off putting. Mm -hmm. And I'll just say my other thought is, you know, expense can be relative. You know what I mean? Some people have hobbies where they fly planes for Pete's sakes. You know, that's a whole different level. Yeah. Uh, but so it's all relative to where you are. But I think at your core, what this story is, is it's trying to help people get in a little bit easier and a little, you know, I don't want to say lower end, but, you know, give them something to, I don't know, have some hope about, you know, where it's not too, it doesn't look too expensive for you yeah and and just i mean not everybody can you know can build a radio so and not everybody wants to build a radio which is perfectly fine there's nothing wrong with that so if mm -hmm. you know and and you like you mentioned the used market i mean the last couple of times i've walked the flea market in uh, xenia um, I'm looking at some equipment that I remember when it came out and some of these people are still asking like new prices for a 40 year old radio. That's right. not really a collectible. So, um, you know, the used market has gotten weird. So now I, I'm, uh, I've heard stories, a lot of clubs where somebody in you know, an old timer has got, you know, two extra HF radios that they're really not using and they've given them to a young, a new young ham. Uh, to help them get started, which is also a very cool thing. So, and we've all frozen. I don't see Christian. And apparently I'm the only one moving. All righty then. 
Welcome to 100 Watts in a Wire with me. Uh, Christian is going to reboot. Um, I would try to bring Steve back in, but I'm not the one controlling the stream, so that's got to be Christian. So, um, a boom. Oh, there, there he is. It's that. Uh, sorry, guys. I knew this would come with a risk factor. I heard everything you said after or, or right before you said good morning. And then everything else was gone. I lost it. It was all awesome. Oh, you were it talking was, about the, the market. Yeah. Let me, I'm just going to bring everybody up. Let's see. <laughs> let's really push it. Awesome. Yeah, let's, let's go. I, I don't know what, what's happening. How are you doing, Karen? The connectivity is just well. I knew it would be wacky on my end. <laughs> it's a risk. I think like- Karen is stuck. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy cow. We got uh, sidecar. Yeah, we got I'm here. Paul, so, yep, and we got. So. We'll bring up Karen. Karen's actually moving. Anyway, good deal. So hey, let's talk about that. If we can pick, a, if anybody can still hear and is still mm-hmm. around, I, I don't. I don't know. I think people are here. But Paul, you were talking about the used market and people trying to sell old used gear for top top value, and that was kind of where I I lost it. And uh, you want to pick it up from there or, or somebody else can jump in on that point. I missed yeah, that tail end. It, it was basically, um, you know, I mean, in, in years past, it was always you, you hear about the awesome deals you get in the mm-hmm. flea market at Dayton. And I really think once eBay started, um, those killer deals kind of went away. And, yeah. and there, unfortunately, there are, I mean, Hey, it's a free market. You know, you want to ask, a, you know, $2,000 for a 520S if you get it, mm-hmm. good. But for a, somebody going out looking for an older radio to start out with for less money, it's really hard to find those anymore. And yeah, um, that's tough. And it uh, is. I mean, I, I get it for the collectible market, but, you know, when I see, you know, like an, an old Alinko going for basically new prices, it's like, why? That's and and you know we're kind of going HF centric right now, with uh, you know a thousand dollar radio to to get in get into the HF side and we we have the you know on the VHF UHF side for the technician classes we got the you know the the inexpensive radios the Bofangs the Wu Shans the TYTs and and everything else uh, and you know, getting that interest and keeping going. But uh, you are 100% right about the, you know, people wanting top dollar for for old gear. And uh, it's just, they, I, they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, yeah. And the, the other problem is, and, you know, our demographics in the hobby has changed a lot, is that, uh, like, as you pointed out earlier, we're not building radios, let alone repairing them. And in, in some cases, folks that do have the capabilities of repairing radios, you don't have the, the tools or for doing surface mount uh, component repairs, let alone all the other software-driven FPGAs and other devices that are in our newer radios. And so exactly. it's... it's Things have shifted, and uh, just by the people that are here in the hobby ver- and the technology that we've uh, kind of got in that we have, and uh, having a you know twenty five dollar handheld radio to get started is great, and it also makes it a throwaway um, item. Exactly, and 
and while I understand that they are not as nice as one of the more accepted commercial radios, I mean, for, for a beginner to get started to play with the local repeaters, unless it's a really bad one that's causing actual interference, which so far in my experience, the ones around, nobody has really caused any problems. Um, it's a way for, for a, a new person or a, a young, a young, you know, young youth to get in. Mm-hmm. I mean, and plus, you know, I've, I picked up a, uh, a UV5 number of years ago when Amazon had them for $25. Because it's like if I'm going out on a thing where I'm afraid to lose a $500 mm-hmm. HT, if something happens to the $25 ball thing, eh. okay. <laughs> it's, it's no big deal. Right. Karen, what do you think? Let's let's give it a shot. Can you hear okay. me, Karen? No. Karen had an awesome story. You can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, let's try yes. it. I mean, I, I've already lost connection. We might as well just give it our best go. We're in the woods. <laughs> oh, right. We're in the woods, and we're not. Uh, Brent Boyd's in KF. Five. No, this is. Wants to find big. It's sad. Watch. No. Why couldn't it have happen the sidecar? Like the one that says so many words. Story. Best story ever. The best. I know. We're going to have to do a special on this story. I'm sorry. Something's just really weird between us today. We did our best. Yeah, let's let's bring it back because I want to hear about the story and we could talk about it. I'm sorry, Karen. She froze up. One time she froze up and had a frown on. I was like, that's a sign. That's a, that's just a sign. Let's try Don. Don is here. Let's we'll just keep it uh, casual here today. Hey Don, how are Don? you doing? Good morning. Hey, he's there. His lips yeah. are moving and the words are coming out. Hey, the state of Maryland's looking for that I-95 sign back, you know. <laughs> I know, and I know I, I should have not have brought him up. Anything that's disappeared from the state of Maryland, I uh, should not have uh, brought him into it. Is it the old, old wooden shed or a museum out there? Yeah, well, it could be a little bit of both, man. I've got some old things, like bottles of, I'm like, what is what is this from? What did they do with these? It's down, down in this area, some really old glass bottles, Things that just look really cool that I have around, or possibly toxic. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't say, know if it's shoe it polish or <laughs> you know, what it was. And then some tool like torture devices on the bottom shelf here. Like tools have really come a long way since the early uh, 1900s. Just really strange thing. I have a horseshoe here. No luck left in it. <laughs> Clearly, but uh, yeah. Um, Paul, you're welcome to hang out. I don't know if people are on a time constraint. This is so laid back. I'm streaming the two different places, and poor Karen got uh, snuffed out. One thing I know for sure, Don, uh, the sun will beat you down. She is the boss. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do have the shelter. I remember your list of top things, water and shelter. Heat heat is plentiful. and probably the third on my list, because I don't need to be out in the sun with the shelter, is the bug spray. So my top three as we go through, um, not being too far from home here, but you know it's a little inconvenient to have to run back around. Water for sure. At 64 ounces of water yesterday I burned through. 
visited a tree off close by. It's like, again, <laughs> dude, again. Um, so but the yeah, those is, are my. Did you lift my your top. leg like the dogs? Yeah, you know, some things are best left unsaid between me and that <laughs> sycamore tree. There you go. The poor sycamore tree. <laughs> What's going on in Baltimore? I know you're every, it seems to be hot everywhere and you guys had some pretty heavy storms coming through. What's what's new? Yeah, we did. It's uh, uh it's about 72. Uh it's soupy though. So, yeah. You know how that goes out here. Now, are you moving air in that shed or is it just uh is it just you and your hot breath? I am only because I've got a f- Oh, there's a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've got this little fan going. It's a connected okay. to a battery, hot breath, and uh, but it's moving a little bit, and I'll probably open the door. But I've got a wasp in here with me. He's just trying to get out. I'll help him out a little bit later. But but uh, yeah, that's the thing about it. It's a, probably a twelve by fifteen wooden structure. It's okay. really old. Um, it doesn't leak anything, but the air movement is not not great and it's got big windows but right now it's just you know and in about an hour and a half 90 minutes it'll be stifling i'll have to get out but if it was an emergency situation i think i could pass i'd probably be good on food i think i could probably you know run on uh less food in this situation for probably a couple days and then i'd get irritable and have some problems but but the water i can't i couldn't do without it. it it it's i'm losing it so much. I went yesterday setting up a couple of antennas for the tune-up, and I've gone through like two shirts for sure, completely <laughs> drenched. You know, because you you don't know, you kind of lose track of the time and how long you've been out there fiddling around with something. I think that's a problem. We, that's probably something we could talk about is uh, with the team is is you lose track of the time out here in the sun and what you're losing and what goes back in and, and Steve doing the firefighter stuff. Maybe you guys want to talk about that. Some Got any thoughts mm-hmm. on that, Don? Yeah. And you raise a great point. And I think it's uh, equally as impactful even in the winter time, especially depending on how you're layered. If it's cold mm-hmm. out, once you get wet, you're in uh, you're in harm's way for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, <clears throat> remembering field day two years ago, we ran around like crazy for about three hours to get set up real quick. And uh, I, I was drenched head to toe, and there, there, there's nothing fun about it. it makes life miserable. Uh, I went home and took a shower, quite frankly, because I could. <laughs> um, but it's a little bit different when you're out in your little wooden shack, I guess, uh, especially if you're going to spend some time out there. You get to the point where you're so wet and sweaty that you're like, yeah, I'm wet and sweaty. Who cares? And then you turn around and you're just soaked, you know, like you jumped into the pool. But it's kind it can be dangerous. I think it can it can be dangerous if you're not paying attention to that sort of thing any thoughts on that steve well as you're sweating and everything you're losing you know you need to think start thinking about electrolytes and uh replenishing those so having you know a a sports drink uh or what we like to use is squinchers they just come in a little packet and we just uh, pour them in a bottle of water but you can also overdo it so you have to kind of you know we have a policy on the on the fire lines is that we go one squincher and which is electrolyte replenisher and then three to four bottles of just straight water and in between the uh there we go so we end up uh, going you know through uh, quite a bit of water out on the fire lines yeah yeah and also 
keep in mind while you may think, oh, we're going to go out. We're just going to chug beer all afternoon. <laughs> Alcohol dehydrates you too. Mm -hmm. So that and, does not do the same thing as drinking coffee. water. There, I was going to yeah, say, coffee. there's that coffee mug. Yep. yep. There's a, the, coffee is a diuretic. So, uh, mm. yeah, while we yeah. like it and stuff like that, it's... Uh, then you it's have to go visit the tree more. Yeah, yeah I, I visited the tree. I, it's all like two of these yesterday, just playing around out here, knowing that I can get in there. But the most valuable player by far. Uh, and then like a, a second or third was the bug spray. They're not so bad. I do have a wasp in here. It's kind of like, dude, where's the door? And he looks like he could sting if if I don't tell him in a little while. But he's <laughs> he's he's over there. I worked. Uh, I used to park cars. Don will appreciate this at the Pimlico racetrack. <laughs> and there's not many trees. At least there used to not be. Uh, there's some side lots, but you're there at like five thirty in the morning. The last race is like five in the evening, type of the big one. And people just drink all day. And that was back when I first realized how, I mean, the ambulance would come through constantly down and they were just drunk. People were just mm -hmm. drunk and in the heat uh, to Paul's point, you know, it, it was actually kind of scary to see how bad shape young people were going out, you know, in the wagons and stuff. Oh, yeah. So be careful out there on your tune ups, man. Keep it. <laughs> Keep your keep your beer. I, I I could use a beer. It's that hot. Like I'd like a beer right now. Would be actually tasty. A Yingling going back to the East Coast nice. would, would be a nice tasting beer. But uh, yeah, misconception of pouring too many of those down your gullet. Yeah, yeah. your You're wife would be dragging you back to the house anyway. It's not a good look, <laughs> you know, in front of my kids. You yeah. know, it's bad enough. I fell out of this shed back in November. And my daughter had a first aid kit in her hand and I didn't say anything. I was just kind of laughing. The pain was so bad. And, you know, but if she wasn't there, six year old wasn't there, mm -hmm. I couldn't go. Like I couldn't walk. My ankle's still jacked up, but I couldn't get up. You know, I couldn't make it back home. Mm -hmm. And she actually helped me. Uh, she helped me send a text and uh, at one point was able to go kind of run for help safely. Because I fell out of the shed, not because I was drunk, because I'm old. <laughs> That's a factor. Where's the steps? <laughs> Boom! And it's not a little one. It's not a flat. It's like a. It's like a, you know, twelve inch drop. Anybody going to be doing any? You got any plans, Don, for this weekend? You're going to break out, or, or is this one where you just? Oh, uh -oh. My we lost. lost the bus. So, uh -oh. yeah. So do you have anything, any plans for, for this weekend? They're done. Uh, are we able to talk bad about him since he's frozen right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's our time, right? It, it, it's open. Season. Oh, we can talk bad about him when he's here. That's a good point. <laughs> Paul, you raise a good point. Yeah. Uh, as you can see over my shoulder, there's a basketball player staring at me. So, uh, uh -huh. who just got <laughs> mad for me calling her out. Uh, oh. we've got a championship game today. Oh, uh, I nice. think I'm going to, I'm going to play on 40 tonight. See, uh, See uh -huh. who's out there on the tune-up. That's uh, that's about as good as it gets for me. I might do yard work, but uh, mm -hmm. I never make that to my to-do for the weekend anyway. If it happens, it happens because I have a rare moment of motivation. <laughs> that's great. Mm. And, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try to get do? on as much as I can. I've got mm -hmm. quite a few things. I've got to run shortly. I've got to take my car in for some service, and uh, and then I got a couple other things. But yeah, I'm gonna try to to see if the bands are open for me today yeah hey he's back 
I guess well, the fun's I, over. As soon as I died, I heard, can we make fun of him now? <laughs> Dumb sum of my mom out there. He knew this wasn't going to work. That was about as nice as the conversation went. Yeah. yeah. I had to get back as fast as possible. <laughs> Defend your honor. Well, appreciate you. I, I, Paul, I know I just heard you say you had some things to do. So I can uh, say 73. Thanks for your patience today. Hey, it's like I knew TV. it was a risk. Oh, yeah. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it fun. There's there's no editing here. Like this is all live. Be good. Stay warm or cool. Whatever. <laughs> for our for our friends down under, you know, they need to stay warm. Exactly. For, for us. Yeah, because yeah, it's winter wacky, there now. But thanks to the people, actually, who stick around uh, or didn't stick around. Yeah. <laughs> for the two guys. <laughs> all right. Clearly, this uh, this shack is impeding. So, Don, you got a basketball. You got another. It's a championship game. They advanced last week. So, yeah. It, Christian's on a Wi-Fi, so so the yeah. championship game. So uh, tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, this is the spring informal basketball league, and she gets to play in the championship. Uh, my girl has found her sport, so nice. I I am going to encourage her to do that as much as she can. Uh, it'll be fun. It gets pretty competitive for a bunch of ten year olds. It's uh oh yeah. I, f- I find myself getting into it. That's cool. And how's yeah. how's it been with the parents in the stage? Because they uh, in the stands. I mean, they uh, they can get pretty competitive these days. You know, I think everyone's so happy to be back together with one another that uh, we we have maintained a certain sense of decorum. Oh, so good. it's competitive. It's fun. But I think everyone's happy just to be out and just to do things that were, you know, quote unquote normal again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, I don't want to say gloomy, but it's definitely a soupy weekend here. Uh, I saw some, some bad news on the bands last night. I guess I'll see what, uh, what 40 sounds like tonight. See if I can catch some of you guys out there. Oh yeah. It was really noisy for me on my temporary setup uh, that I got set up and, uh, it was uh, I was S7. When I first turned the radio on, it was like S9 noise, and then I realized I had the preamp turned on nah. and then uh, went from there. But it still was S5, S7, yeah. and, uh, which is my normal setup here. It's, you know, anywhere S1, S2. So it's, I don't know what the, uh, what the issue was. Uh, so, hey, but 20 worked out pretty good. Uh, couldn't complain uh, too much on that. And well, I was gonna say, I guess the argument is if if you're good when it's an S five uh, noise noise floor, mm-hmm. and you can pull those uh, contacts out of that mess, then you'll be good in time of disaster, right? Exactly, and that's the whole thing is uh, trying to tune that uh, the noise out and uh, try to pull out the voices, the voices in the noise. Yeah. They're coming to get you. <laughs> he's so he's bad. He's trying here. He's, he's trying to trying. make a show up. A show out of his own show. <laughs> what is happening? I uh, Wait, you, he's trying to scare you, Don. Like voices in the maybe the wasp got you. I thought the shoulder. wasp got you. I'm figuring I should. You know, for 45 yeah. minutes. I don't know, man. We, I, I knew it was a risk. For 45 minutes before the show, we it was perfect. It was everything was fine, and uh, we brought Karen and Paul in, and it was the four of us. And Karen had a little bit of glitching, and then. And then the show started. I went into, I guess, you know, noisy spark plug mode, you know, being sidecar <laughs> Steve. And uh, 
turned off echo cancellation and uh <laughs> good morning don from central iowa and uh, and so yeah it's just been one of those we knew it was going to happen and uh it was kind of we got sucked in and into a uh, false sense of security and uh the internet gods have spoken yeah he'll, <laughs> but, he'll, he'll have to trench himself in ethernet uh mm-hmm. cable connection all the way to the shack well, there's some other options you can do, and I, I've done it before, and it's, you use a little ubiquity, uh, mm-hmm. and you set it up as a, it's great for, uh, you know, doing an extended uh, session from your Wi-Fi, and it, basically you set it up as a, uh, as like a user, and then uh, then the, the, the hardwire Ethernet just comes out, you can run it to a switch or another router, and then uh, hardwire into it, it's it's like an extender, but it's uh, you set it up in a not not a base station. I, I forget the terminology. I set one up years ago, and it still works today. Not here; it's over at uh, Yakima Airport. So, no. Do way. you do you do field day out and about, or you do it from home? Um, the last couple of years, I've done it from home, and uh, obviously, last year we didn't have uh, you know field day out in the field but uh like the last couple of tune-ups i've uh, <laughs> take me now god <laughs> the last couple um i've set up uh last tune-up or no it was the fallout i set up at the house uh, okay. in the garage and i had a ocf or actually a carolina windham uh, strung up uh, above the trees uh between the uh, uh over the house and so I set up a, you know, basic radio in the garage and uh, just extended the cable into the garage. That's kind of the setup that I'm doing now here in the shop. Yeah. And but we got some new appliances and uh, I didn't realize how then the washing machine was going. My wife Noisy. was doing someone and it was just mm. tearing me up. And uh, I never noticed it out here at the shop because it's, you know, a good hundred yards away from the uh, from the house. So this time i you know kind of set up the uh strung up a, a homebrew double bazooka uh, not double bazooka ocf between the towers and uh ran the cable into the shop and threw out the folding table through the uh, ft1000 on the table mm-hmm. got the camp chair out had yeah. my beer and right. uh, started making contacts so uh so far so good yeah, it's the way to go. Hey, Christian, we just realized uh, when you were gone that we have never enjoyed this show so much when you weren't on it. That's a shame. <laughs> just being a smart ass, I could still do that. Sidecar, you're you're in, you're on the on the list on the too. Short I list could too. see. I could see. I'll, I'll finish this one myself. <laughs> this. Look oh, at goodness. it. Oh, I got put in the penalty wow, box. Wow, I should have yeah. known. I, I thought it's probably a better show. I should just be behind the scenes. Don't talk as much. Mm. you guys yeah i probably need to let you escape while we can actually wind this song uh the, the down here but i plan on streaming a little bit more i know this is not a, the best foot forward stuff but i i'm going to do something and take calls from the shed appreciate everybody's patience i knew it was a risk and then i thought wow who's going to carry this when i dump completely out how will this oh, show we'll end into the ground with sidecar there's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. How will this show end? We'll yeah. just we'll just drive it into the ground. But uh, oh well, it is what it is. It is a risk, and this is frozen now. But me, and who knows what it'll sound like. Appreciate everybody's patience. We'll catch up with you on the air. I'm going to start making some contacts after a little breakfast. 
Appreciate you guys. Uh, take and each other. And, uh, catch up really to join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.